to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations. A thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7-10 through 10. Introduction If Jesus were with us in the flesh today, I wonder if we would accuse him of being un-American. For as long as I can remember, I have loved being American. Yet I have often been caught in characteristically American trappings, such as the pursuit of power, money, recognition, prestige, selfish ambition, making a name for myself, and advancing my interests, my agenda, my goals, my comfort, my privilege, and my view of the world. As a young man, I took a trip to Jamaica with a few friends. Part of our visit included a brief stop in a Jamaican art gallery. As an American follower of Jesus, I was alarmed when I encountered a Jamaican painting of Jesus and his twelve disciples. To my surprise, all thirteen men in the painting, including Jesus, had brown skin, brown eyes, and black hair, betraying my long-held image of the white-skinned, blue-eyed, light-brown-haired, English-speaking American Jesus, who could have easily passed as the fourth member of the Bee Gees. As I imagined him, Jesus was decidedly American. For this reason, my gut told me that something was off, perhaps even wrong, about the Jamaican portrayal. Or, perhaps, the fault was not with the Jamaican artist. Perhaps the fault was with me. Now, more than twenty years since that Jamaica visit, I have come to see that my home country is not and has never been at the center of the Christian story. Rather, we in America are members of the ends of the earth, about whom Jesus spoke in the Great Commission of Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. It turns out that the Jamaican image of Jesus was much truer to form than my culturally biased American one. The Jesus of Scripture is in all likelihood a brown-skinned, brown-eyed, black-haired, first-century Middle Eastern Jewish rabbi, who never married, was materially poor, experienced homelessness, was more homely than handsome, never spoke a word of English, and never stepped foot on American soil. Realizing these things does not take me to a place of shame. Rather, it takes me to a place of deep awe, gratitude, and worship. Through the corridors of time, from the other side of the world, and across language and ethnic and cultural and religious and economic barriers, this same Jesus purposed to include people like me, Americans like me, in his great story of redemption. Though Jesus is in many ways un-American, he is by no means anti-American. He is for people like me, just as he was for his own contemporaries. 
through sheer grace and based on nothing that I have contributed, he has grafted me into his everlasting family, which, although it is first for the Jew and then for the Gentile, Romans chapter 1 verse 16, it is no less for me than it was for first century Middle Eastern Jews like Joseph, Mary, Peter, and Paul. Jesus also offers a radically different understanding of what it means to be a leader. His vision for leadership often parts ways with the typical American view of such things. For example, in America, credentials qualify a person to lead. In Jesus, the chief qualification is character. In America, what matters most are the results we produce. In Jesus, what matters most is the kind of people we are becoming. In America, success is measured by material accumulation, power, and the positions that we hold.